Okay, can I give you one verse from 1 Samuel chapter 25? Uh, uh, one verse, devotional, then update about Thailand, and then I know there's a meeting to follow. Verse 1 of 1 Samuel chapter 25. And Samuel died, and all the Israelites were gathered together and lamented him and buried him in his house at Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. So this has to do, uh, as it states, with Samuel's death. Samuel was a prophet, and I'm going to presume that you already know a great deal about Samuel. Uh, but uh, just to just a few thoughts, I thought, come out here uh, in this uh, one single verse. Uh, the first one was that when he died, um, the whole nation lamented his loss. And uh, so uh, my first thought is this, that everyone was always better for Samuel's presence. Uh, it, was just, it was just better when he was around. It was just better when, when he was there. Uh, it's significant that, that in the same verse, following the death of Samuel, David goes to the wilderness. And the reason for that was Saul got worse after Samuel died. Uh, Samuel was actually affecting people for the good. And even though that uh, he and Saul had parted company, or, or well, Samuel had withdrawn himself from uh, spending time with Saul and uh, had lived out his days here in Ramah, Saul, I think, was under a certain restraint uh, because of the presence of Samuel. Uh, David had to relocate uh, because Samuel was dead. And uh, the, the, the thought there should be that that should be us also. Uh, you know, as you, as you go through life, uh, there, there are but few things truly that will, will last and will count and uh, will matter. And uh, what you ought to do is you ought to have a desire uh, that people are better because of your presence, however you find them. Uh, the, uh, the downcast just feel a bit better because you're there. Uh, uh, the people who maybe have no one feel better because you're there. And uh, good people are like the Holy Spirit, like that. Uh, the Holy Spirit always makes things better because of his presence. Uh, we know uh, in uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it talks about, oh, I'll read verse 6 and 7 of chapter 2 of 2 Thessalonians, and now you know what withholdeth uh, that he might be revealed in his time, talking about the, the Antichrist, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And as I understand that, that would be talking about the restraining work of the Holy Spirit, that uh, he is, he is uh, as bad as you think it is, it's going to be a whole lot worse when the Holy Spirit is withdrawn. And so uh, that's, that's ought to be our spirit. That's, that's, that's what I want to be. I, I, I want to be wherever I go, uh, I, I want to leave and having been a blessing. I want uh, that people are encouraged, they're strengthened, uh, whether it be just a personal chat or whether it's a, a preaching meeting or, uh, or, or a text message somebody sends me and I can respond to that. I want my prayer to be that people would be helped, would be better uh, for, for my being here. And I think that pleases the Lord. He was just a good person to have around. Uh, Samuel was that kind of 
of guy and, and just a good person to have on your side. Uh, number two, Samuel never sought recognition. Samuel sought God and God gave him recognition. Now, I think you can draw some, uh, some implications, maybe a little bit of understanding about the kind of person Samuel was. I think he was wholly obsessed with God. And, uh, and how that played out in his family, you know, we'll mention that in a moment. But, but uh, I just think he sought God. He just, he really, that was his, that's how he came into the world. And that's kind of how he went out. He was just, his whole business was about the things of God. And uh, most people only saw Samuel, you know, maybe occasionally or a few times a year. He had a circuit. I don't know what was done yearly. I can't recall, but he had a circuit he did. And, uh, and uh, you would have just maybe seen him occasionally. Now, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get you to think about who are our Samuels. And uh, maybe just some people that we just see occasionally. But they're just people who make things better. They're just, they're just people that, because of their presence, their Christ-likeness, their understanding of God, it's just better. And uh, it's really important for us uh, to, to appreciate uh, something uh, even when it only seasonally appears. Meaning that like a Samuel who maybe would visit a village perhaps once a year uh, or perhaps would come for special occasion, uh, that, that, was, that they, the people understood to treasure that moment when they had it. It's sad about uh, us that we often uh, have trouble equating the value of something until it is lost. And uh, so we need to, to think about our Samuels, to appreciate them, uh, to, to realise that there are some things they are just seasonal. I was thinking about flowers today. You know, flowers, flowers are seasonal. Uh, and even, even an individual flower, it, it only lasts a time, you know that, whether you leave it on the plant or you cut it off. But either way, it just really has a short duration. Now, mostly that doesn't trouble us because if that rose dies, we can always get another one. We feel that, you know, but imagine if, if you only got like a rose and when it was gone, it was gone. I think you'd really, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd focus more on it, you'd appreciate it more, you'd want to remember it more. And uh, there are things that are seasonable, that seasonal. They just, God gives us uh, things for a time or he gives us someone's presence just, you know, uh, for a time. And uh, we're not in control of that side of things. Uh, I, I don't think it's given to us to try to possess something more than God is willing to give it to us, uh, his timing. But I do think it is given to us to appreciate it and to understand the value of that. Uh, we are told that we are all do fade. And uh, so we want to rejoice in our Samuels, uh, the people we have, and uh, just, uh, just appreciate them. I'm thinking different ones like that. And as I'm getting older, uh, I, I hope I'm learning more to, to try to even just value uh, a day, a moment, someone, an occasion, an opportunity. And then lastly, uh, Samuel's sons did not follow their father. Um, and I want to make a comment about that because it really depends when you hear that statement how you, what you immediately think. When some people hear that statement, and it's more than a statement, it's recorded in scriptures, uh, when somebody hears that, some people immediately, their response to that is that's a Samuel failure. So, so some people receive things like that and what immediately comes to their mind is maybe what somebody didn't do or their shortcomings. And uh, I want to discourage you from looking at it that way 
and maybe say to you that when we hear about these things, what we should understand is, for, and I think for Samuel, we should view those things as a personal anguish and not something that detracts from them as such. Uh, in other words, he had his burden to bear. Uh, it would have troubled nobody more than Samuel himself that his children were not walking in his ways. And I don't think we should be quick to rush to judgment uh, about others uh, in that way. I think we just need to understand, and, and the Christ-like response, I think we would understand that's a burden to them, that's an anguish of them. Uh, they, probably, they probably weep about that. So, so what can I do to be a strength, a help, an encouragement to that good man uh, who has given so much for God? Uh, I think about that. Uh, just, uh, um, I think I can tell you this, just a couple of months ago when Brother Fisher was in Thailand, I was sitting in my office, we have one now, and I was sitting in my office and we were talking, I, I, I don't know you were there, Pastor, I think Brother Mansell was there and I was there, and uh, we were talking about some of the Samuels had been in our life, and uh, he was talking about Brother Hiles, Jack Hiles, and if you don't know who he is, that's okay. But he's just somebody that God used to influence a lot of us for good. And uh, Brother Fisher said that he got an occasion to be with Brother Hiles and people would always ask Brother Hiles questions when they got to be with him. He had, a, you know, I guess a larger ministry, he was well known. He just, and he was generally regarded as someone that we all considered to be wise in understanding a lot of things. So if someone did get an occasion to be with him privately, they would often say, may I ask you a question? So Brother Fisher said, uh, he said that he got a chance to be with him and he said, may I ask you a question? And uh, Brother Hiles said, uh, yes. And Brother Fisher's question, and you can hear him asking this, Brother Fisher's question was, uh, what is your thorn? What is your thorn? And uh, he said, Brother Hiles went, hmm, nobody's ever asked me that before. And he said, uh, and I want to be careful what I say, uh, he said, uh, he said, I don't, I don't think I can tell you, but it has to do with my family. That's all he said. Well, you know, if you know anything, you, you might draw your own thoughts in regard to all of that. But, but everybody has a thorn. And sometimes, uh, you know, even our, our, our best people, uh, in fact, it seems to be many of our best people, uh, their families are often uh, something that can be a, uh, a struggle to them. Partly, I think, because children uh, often cannot see because they're too close what others can see who stand back a little bit. So sometimes, sometimes our children can, or sometimes children can be in so close that they only see a part of who mum and dad are, but those who are back a little bit further can see all that they do. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes being in close can inhibit our ability to see clearly. Uh, I, I've seen this. I, I remember sometimes I'll chat uh, with uh, Michael Fisher or one of the, particularly Michael, uh, Brother Fisher's son, and, and I was just share with him sometimes when he's in Thailand, uh, he's often there when his dad's not or before all his dad gets in. And I'll say, Michael, you know, your dad helped me uh, tremendously, helped me enormously in my, in my life at ministry. And, you know, Michael will look at me and he'll shake his head and I'll say, uh, you know, he did this. He really helped me with this. And, I, and, I can, and Michael is listening, and he's not disagreeing, but I'm not sure he fully gets it. 
because because Michael is still thinking dad you know dad's dad you know whatever daggy dad or whatever you know dad's dad and sometimes you're just in a bit too close to to be able to see all that so you know we shouldn't let that detract from our Samuels uh, uh, we, for, for all of us we want the best for our children and uh, we, we can learn from many people but uh, we have to be careful uh, that we're not judgmental sometimes closeness brings complacency or familiar familiarity that sometimes doesn't appreciate something and uh, we've just got to guard against that and so it's just a devotional thought but I, I, sometimes I think these little heart checks are important just to, uh, just to be careful uh, I, I came into the church uh, was it today? Yesterday. I came into the church yesterday, through the day. I said, oh, there's the Christmas trolley. Um, mm, that's good. And I looked up. No one was here. I looked around and I thought, I really love our church. Really so, so, so glad for our church. Uh, and I'm glad for all the things our church is. And, uh, and I just want to, keep, I want to keep that sort of view of, of a lot of things around me. And I just encourage that we watch our heart. Uh, and just uh, appreciate things that uh, God has given us. Okay, well, amen, that's it. Uh, Let me tell you.